Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. I am your host, Shavana Johnson. You're listening to All About Us Parents and Teens Talk. This show is sponsored by Roger and Shavana Johnson, the founders of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, a 501c3 organization, All About Us Radio, and Tawasi's House of Fashion. Um, you can now tune in to listen to our 24-7 live radio app, uh, Microsoft, Alexa, AAU Radio, uh, Google Play, All About Us Global Media Production Group, uh, Microsoft, All About Us Global Media Production Group, um, and Apple, soon to drop. Um, stay tuned as we have a very special guest, Dr. Katina Kennedy. Uh, we're going to be talking about sex. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, how you should have that conversation with your child. So stay tuned. We'll be right with you. Hi, everyone. I am Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine, CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support. Hello, this is Najesty from Buttermy Essentials, Natural Hair and Body Company. We are located in Brooklyn, New York. We are a family-owned company, which is run by my husband, Vaden, and I. Do you have hair that is hard to manage? Having trouble with hair growth? Is your skin always dry? No problem. Buttermy Essentials is here with the solution. We specialize in hair butters, pomades, hair elixirs, shampoos, conditioners, Luxury soaps, body butters, lotion bars, perfumes, scrubs, and so much more. All of our products is made with natural and organic ingredients such as shea butter, cocoa butter, mango butter, Jamaican black castor oil, avocado oil, Oregon oil, and essential oils. There is no sulfates, petroleum, mineral oils, or parabens, just all natural goodness. If you would like to order our products, check out our website at buttermeessentials.com, buttermeessentials.com, or call 646 646- 524-3351-646-524-3351. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Remember, like our motto says, you deserve to be buttered. Welcome back. I'm your host, Shavana Johnson. And tonight we have a very special guest, Dr. Katina Kennedy. Uh, we're going to be speaking with her about, let's talk about sex with our youth, 
um, to talk about issues, concerns, how you should have that conversation. I want to thank you for joining me tonight, and we're going to invite Dr. Kennedy in. We want to welcome you, Dr. Kennedy. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you? I am awesome. I'm awesome. Thank you for this opportunity, and thank you for stopping for all to All About Us Radio. Um, of course. Get- <laughs> I saw you on Circle. I think it's Circle Sisters uh, in Atlanta. You've been Sister on Circle Sisters. I'm sorry. I always call it Circle Sisters because here in New York, I go to Circle <laughs> Sisters. Um, yes, that was a very nice interview. Uh, it's a lot to talk about, especially in Atlanta. Um, there's a lot of numbers. The numbers are very um, en- enlightening. But the numbers of yes. the United States are very enlightening altogether, especially when dealing with our young people, and young adults, and the seniors. So that's a whole other ball game as well. But let's before yes. we get into the conversation, let's talk a little bit about Dr. Kennedy. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are. All right. So I am nurse practitioner Dr. Katina. I'm a family nurse practitioner. I work primary care in gynecology. I'm also an author, a speaker, television, and radio health expert. I am an educator. I teach on a graduate level, nurse practitioner student. And um, I am the owner and founder of All About Healthy Living Foundation, in which we um, do health parties to raise money for um, scholarships, to give scholarships to uh, deserving seniors. So we do teen, women, and and men. Uh, health parties in our in the community, and then I travel as well. So that's mm-hmm. just as me. I love what I do. Um, I, I'm an author as well, so I have plenty of books that's out there. I was born and mm-hmm. raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I went to Florida and University for all you rattlers out there. <laughs> and then also uh, for my master's, Florida Atlantic University and my doctorate degree from University of Phoenix. So I have lots of educational background. Um, I've been doing what what I'm doing since about 2007, and I love it, and it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, field that I'm in. Now, what was your original, what did you get your uh, bachelor's of science in? Nursing. Oh, you did nursing. Now, did you know right out of high school that you wanted to go on to be a doctor? Did you have plans for it? Um, Did you know that you wanted, how far did you want it to go? Did you know this when you graduated high school? Yes, actually, um, you know, just growing up in the inner city and uh, just having a lot of uh, family members with chronic conditions in my family, such as obesity, um, my grandfather had a stroke, diabetes, so I had to help him out a lot at a younger age. And mm-hmm. that was really rewarding for me. It was sad, of course, to see him go through that, but I actually enjoyed helping him. And um, I knew at that time that I would enjoy help, helping others as well. So, you know, I knew I wanted to go into nursing. And then once I got more familiar with the profession, I then realized that, oh, there's an advanced registered nurse practitioner. There's a higher degree that I can obtain through my master's degree in which Mm -hmm. I can actually do the same thing the doctor does, which is, you know, we write prescriptions, we um, order tests for the patient, physical exams. So we pretty much do 
same things the doctors do um, as a nurse practitioner. And I went on to get my doctoral degree in educational leadership because I knew that I wanted to help educate uh, future nurses and um, or persons that's in the health care. So, yes, I've always had that passion uh, to help others. And um, I didn't necessarily want to go to medical school per se, um, because mm-hmm. of the length of it, <laughs> but uh, I knew, uh, <laughs> yes, but there's all, there's, that's the wonderful thing about healthcare. You know, there's so many different things that we could do in it, and, and you can pick whichever area you want to work in, which is great. That's true. That is true, and being an African-American healthcare professional uh, with a physician assistant, um do you see a lot, I see a lot more African-American students, you know, through social media and other uh, avenues that I look at, um, more and more African-Americans are, are leaning to medical fields um, because there is a shortage. When we look at our healthcare profession, um, do you feel that there is a shortage of uh, physician assistants or shortage of African-American nursing in the, the healthcare field? Well, I'm not a physician assistant. I am a nurse practitioner. I'm not familiar with the physician assistant um, pathway. However, I can tell you this, yes, nurse practitioners are definitely needed because we actually fill that gap between that uh, primary care, providing care for the patient. Sometimes you can't get in uh, to see the doctor, um, but mm-hmm. the nurse practitioner is, is more affordable and you can get in to see that nurse practitioner who will still provide you with that same quality of care. Some of you all who have actually seen a nurse practitioner um, may actually enjoy seeing one better because, you know, we focus on the patient holistically, um, mental, physically, and uh, socially Mm -hmm. as well. So, um, and we educate. We love to educate because we we want to see persons do better. We don't want to see you keep coming in sick over and over again. So let's get to the Mm -hmm. root cause and let's go ahead and fix, you know, the root root of the problem versus masking it with medications. Mhm. Definitely, definitely. Um, the reason why I invited you because I I saw you had a book, Let's Talk Sex, and you have one for young people as well. And that's a whole another topic in a conversation that you know I when I speak to young girls or young men through our foundation here, working with young people. It is kind of a sticky topic. You know, when we, well, I'm 54. When I was growing up, we had sexual education. We had the basics, logistics of talking about it. I, had a, I was a, raised by a single mother. I was very blessed because my mother kept it real with me. She kept it honest, you know. I mean, she didn't go too much into death, but she let me know, you know, this, 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 that, and she ed- educated me that way. Um, when you're talking to young people, today and especially parents what is the what are you encountering with them as far as having starting to have a conversation with their child about sex or are they just not having that conversation well i mean that's that's a really good experience that you had growing up um however mm-hmm. today the parents are just afraid to talk to the teens um mm-hmm. and 
you know, sometimes if they are afraid to talk to their teens or they're not afraid to talk with them, guess what? The teens have social media now. So they are going on social media, they're going to Google, and or they're listening to their friends regarding certain aspects of sexual health for answers. And that's not the answer. You have to sit down with your child and be open and honest with them um, without being, you know, agitated, without being antsy, without being uh, condescending. You have to be open with your child because they're going to get the information from someplace else. But now that's why I, I decided that we needed this book. And the reason why is because, again, students are getting the information from elsewhere, wrong information. And that's why mm-hmm. there's a high incidence of, let's just say, chlamydia and gonorrhea. The, the, the teens are not as educated. So I came up with the first book. It's called Let's Talk Sex and STDs, A Guide mm-hmm. to Prepare Parents for the Talk. So that first mm-hmm. book, actually, for that, that parent who wants to educate themselves about STDs, because remember, the parent may be married or in a monogamous relationship and, you know, they don't have to think about STDs. So they forget Mm -hmm. that there are so many different types of STDs. So they may not know how to talk to their teen um, about STDs. So first the parent has to get prepared, right, in order for them to talk to their teen. And then that second edition I came out with, which was the student edition, and that Mm -hmm. one is for that 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 parent that wants to just give their child the book and the book provides factual information such as pictures about um, how STDs look or signs and symptoms of certain STDs or mm-hmm. it tells the teens how to talk to their parents about um, you know sex and so forth and um, it also the student edition I added puberty. Um, on board, and then I added um, pictures of the genitalia, the ma- the male and the female as well, because knowing your body parts is definitely the first step. So I go when I have my teen health parties, a lot of um, uh, boys and girls, they don't know the names of their body parts. Wow. <laughs> so we That's- have to actually talk about that. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. I mean, you would think that, you know, they would know through Victoria's Secrets, you know, when you got a five-year-old setting up watching TV and they can't go to bed until the Victoria's Secret show is over. You know, it's some it, <laughs> um, to an extent because you, you mentioned something very key. I became very interested in this, Well, I have two boys. I have two young men. They're 30 and 27 now. But I talked oh. to them. I kept with them, I was open with them, you know, about relationships and about this or, you know, whatever is out there. But when I went to a seminar almost uh, 12 years ago, that's when I really, really became very disturbed because we went to an HIV seminar. Um, in, well, no, no, it was 15 years ago. In HIV seminar, they were talking about kids as young as five, you know, having oral sex, doing these things on the bus, and you're just sitting there like, you know, it just blew your mind because at five years old, I wasn't even thinking about a little boy. I wasn't even thinking about body parts. You know, you're just thinking about being a child. And, you know, in this uh, symposium, you you hear this, and you're like, wow. I mean, what is really we have become such a sexual 21st century, but yet we don't want to talk about it. And then we have babies as young as five, 
you know, experiencing oral sex on the bus. I mean, yes, you, yes, that's, you know, that's very, very sad. That's why um, I actually uh, educate, I mean, not as early as five, but you want to, you know, of course, let them know about their body parts, let them know, don't let anybody touch them around that time and so forth. But usually I educate my my um, parents, they have to educate their child before they get to middle school. And that's usually around nine or ten years old. You have to have mm-hmm. that talk. The talk must be done before middle school because in my research for Florida schools, middle schools, um, I don't know about any other state, but Florida schools, um, oral sex is very prevalent. It's very prevalent. And, you know, back in the day, you know, at least during my time, your time, oral sex used to be looked at as like that's like the last thing you would do. It was nasty, you know, (laughs) and, and so forth. (laughs) <laughs> but now they'll go ahead and do that first because they don't view that as sex. <laughs> they don't. That's the sad part. They don't consider, yeah. you know, because they're like, well, I'm not having sex, but you're, you know, you're you're touching someone's body part. That is a sexual innuendo, you know, to experience it. And, you know, I hear a lot of the young people, especially young girls, but another issue is you now have young girls who are becoming young girls at an early age, eight and nine, who are getting breast, who are getting their cycle, who are filling out a lot quicker. Um, Then I have a lot of parents that, you know, I don't understand why she, you know, uh, maturing so fast. And, you know, that's when you talk about the health side of the food because a lot of people, it, it all comes together because I heard you mention mind, body, and spirit. And when you're talking to, especially to young girls and you're talking to your mo- young mothers who are, you know, afraid because their daughter who is nine is filling out, who is very shapeful, um, and men tend to look at her or, you know, talk to her because they think she's older, I mean, how do you start that conversation with those mothers? Yes, you you just have to go for it. You have to. It's all about education is key. You have to uh, educate my parents to sit down, talk with them, be open and honest. Uh, You know, don't get angry um, and and listen. Listening is so important. Believe it or not, (laughs) a lot of parents think the teens don't know anything, but kids know more than Mm -hmm. you think. They know more than you think. They are exposed to a lot of things in which you may not have exposed them to, but at school and social media, they are exposed to a lot. So believe me, when you first introduce certain things, they may have heard it before, more than likely, (laughs) Um, at least from an older cousin or an older friend, but they have heard about it before. So the key is, about just education, being open, and and just and not being afraid. You know, I know that's another milestone that you know we as parents have to have to take. But um, believe it or not, it's it's better to take that step than not because you want them to have the factual information. Like say, for instance, when my teens come into the doctor's office, as a parent, I always you know tell my parents, okay. Um, take your child to the to the um, healthcare provider, and let the healthcare provider talk to them about it initially. If and then if the teens have any questions, they can ask them, and then you all can have that you know follow up conversation. Um, but because a lot of times the teens are a little bit more transparent 
with the healthcare mm-hmm. provider than they are with the parents. So that's mm-hmm. why during um, my teen's uh, physical exam, I have the parents to step out. And, you know, yeah. I ask the teens, okay, be open and honest. Let me know what's going on. And then we mm-hmm. have that conversation. And like I said, then I educate the parents to say, look, okay, follow up on that, that visit. What did you all talk about? Um, how did it go? Um, do you have any more questions? You know, mommy went through the same thing. Your parents went through the same thing. You know, um, I'm here for you. I don't want you to get that wrong information from anybody else. I have factual information. If I don't know the answer, we'll find it together. You know, so mm-hmm. just talk to them like that. Mm-hmm. You know, also I have I have been reading, especially now with STDs, especially with syphilis, Syphilis, um, I understand, is a whole new strain. There are whole new different strains of syphilis, gonorrhea, I mean, gonorrhea, chlamydia. What are some of the new new strains out, and how is it affecting um, people, individuals? Yes, yeah, so um, the, the main, uh, it's not a new STD, but the, 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 the STD that is more prevalent then the majority of them are chlamydia, and then you have mm-hmm. gonorrhea. So those are still more prevalent. However, one that's really rampant in the teen population is HPV, which is the human papillomavirus. And I'm mm-hmm. talking the human papillomavirus is an STD, and um, you have the strands of the virus that can either cause cervical cancer or it can cause Ooh. genital warts. So the strand that I'm talking about is more so the strands that cause genital warts. I actually have a lot of versions that come in to see me, and guess what? They have HPV. They have genital warts. You're like, how wow. can a version have genital warts? That's because HPV is passed on how? Skin-to-skin contact with that lesion. So although there's no penetration of the penis inside of the vagina, but there is some touching down below, right? And that's how it's passed on. So if there's a, a, a wart on the penis or a wart on the vagina and, you know, you guys rub genitals, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you just passed on some HPV, which is genital warts. So I'm seeing that a lot. I have to burn off um, genital warts on versions, persons who have not had any type of um, uh, sexual intercourse per se. So that's why I, I tell teens, first things first, before you engage in, you know, these, this, this high responsibility of sex, you need to educate yourself because there's so mm-hmm. many different STDs out there. And you need to know how they look. You need to know how yourself look. I always tell my teens when I'm at the health parties and my patients, I say, it's okay, look at yourself. Open up your mm-hmm. vagina, look at your penis, get a mirror, look at yourself mm-hmm. because you want to know how your body is. You you want to know what's on your body. I have adults, unfortunately, that come into me and they have, um, a, let's just say, a skin tag on them that they've had. And, and then I'll ask them, okay, so how long have you had this? I don't know. I never noticed it. No, you mm. should know. You should notice everything on your body, especially when it comes to the genitals. So to go back to your question, yes, uh, HPV is, is very rampant. They do have the Gardasil vaccines out there for those of you all who are advocates for vaccines, and it does work, um, decrease certain strands of the HPV. 
And then, um, of course, chlamydia and gonorrhea is still passed on rapidly. We have trichomonas. Trichomonas is, is, is a silent one. We find that a lot of times with our same-sex um, partners, um, and we do have mm. to discuss that, unfortunately, um, because, mm-hmm. you know, you do have the homosexual, you know, activities mm-hmm. that go on um, nowadays mm-hmm. as well. So that's, I see mm-hmm. that mainly in my same-sex couples, um, female to female. So trichomonas, that's a parasite. And um, a lot of times we detect this through um, pap smears or we detect it through um, urine. And um, and then we have uh, hepatitis, you know, C's that are out there. You have your HIV that are out there as well. Um, you have your crabs, which is pubic lice. <laughs> so a lot of my kids are like, ew, crabs. They're actually, it's actually lice that lie in the pubic area that mm-hmm. jump from person to person, or if someone has lice and you sit on their bed or you lay on their bed, you can get the lice as well. So, yes, uh, Shavana, there are so many different types of STDs out there. And I educate uh, my my parents and my teens to get tested. You have to get tested before you engage in sexual Mm. activity. And the reason why is because you have Mm -hmm. to know your health status. You have to know your STD status. Um, for example, I had I've had numerous patients. They were virgins. They had uh, the boyfriend, right? And then they decide, mm-hmm. oh, I want to get, I want to go ahead and, and give up my virginity. So they mm-hmm. engage in sex with the boyfriend, and then they come into the mm-hmm. office, and guess what? They have mm-hmm. chlamydia. This is their mm-hmm. first time. They have mm. chlamydia. They haven't had sex with anybody else. But guess what? Their partner has. And their partner mm. did not get tested before he mm. had sex. Unprotected uh, sex. Of course, we know we're supposed to use condoms, right? But mm-hmm. teens, you know, they think they're invincible a lot of times. But yeah. that's not true. Yeah, you have to be careful. So you have to get tested before you actually have sex, unprotected sex or sex of any kind. And then you want to get tested after as well to make sure that you didn't catch anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, do you also speak on the psychological piece? Because uh, a lot of young girls having sex for the first time, there is a there is a spiritual, psychological transformation, and they either didn't like it or they don't understand why the guy is not coming back talking to them, or they you feel attached to the person that you have that sexual encounter with. Now, do you have that conversation with them as well? I mean, have you encountered young girls who emotionally disturbed or emotionally upset um, after they've gone through what they've gone through? Well, what, what I do see often is, unfortunately, um, the teens nowadays who are engaging in the sexual intercourse, a lot of times, Siobhan, is sad to say they're not they're not really attached emotionally. They're doing it because it's the thing to do. Yes, I know. You know, back in the day it was like, okay, you're in a monogamous relationship, and that's one thing that I do push in my book, that you really should be in a relationship with this person. Don't just casually mm-hmm. have sex with any and everybody. Um, so right. I'm seeing a lot of teens, they're not emotionally connected. Or the teens that are, of course, yeah, they, they do get, you know, they get hurt if 
um, after they have sex, the, the, they break, the, you know, them and their boyfriend or girlfriend, they break up, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, then they have to, but then sometimes the um, teen goes into that um, serial monogamy where, okay, you break up with one, you go with the next one, and then we have some that actually become um, promiscuous as well. So, yes, I send those patients to the psychologist Mm-hmm. Um, because they need more of that, you know, therapy piece um, along with it. Because sometimes the trauma that uh, they may have encountered, some childhood trauma that's, mm-hmm. you know, unresolved as to why they're actually having the promiscuous activity. That is, you know what, Dr. Katina, I love what you're doing, and I talk about this all the time, and I say, you know, parents, it's time to talk about, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about educating our young people. Let's talk about being informed, educated, and encouraged, because you need to have an informed decision to make an informed positive decision about your body, because once you give your body away, I mean, it's gone. You know, that's it. You you can't share it with a special person. You can't. I, I want to encourage you to wait if you want to tell you're married, but, it, you know, if not, at least know the person. Have some kind of uh, relationship with them. Know who they are, where they're from, what their likes are. You know, laugh together. Have, you know, talk yeah. together. Go out together. Be in a social media interaction engagement together in person, exactly. not just on social media. Yeah, they think once you on social media, all right, you know, Dr. Kina, Dr. Katina is my, my girl now. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know, you meet yeah. a guy and the guy meets you, uh, you're my girlfriend. You're my girl. That's it. I better not see you with anybody. And that's not <laughs> interaction. But it exactly. is. Exactly. You know, and they think, they think they know, but they think they know the person, but they forget that social media, everybody's fronting on social media. They're not the true selves on social media. You know, that is true. And, you know, I want to thank you for your time because I know your time is very valuable. And I want to thank you for coming to talk to us. And I do welcome you back anytime to come and speak to our us and our young people. Um, you know, before we go, though, I would like for you to leave words of encouragement. Let everybody know what your website is, your social media site, anything you have coming up, any tours. Um, you know, let us know so that we can share um, with our listeners as well to keep them informed. Um, you know, share that now before we go. Yes, definitely. Um, just always remember to know your health status. And I'm talking to teens and adults. Um, be familiar with your body. Um, get your physical exam, your blood work. Um, examine yourself. Educate yourself. And um, just take care of yourself. You all can find me on social media on IG, Dr. Katina underscore Dr. K. So that's D R K A T I N A underscore D R K. My website, drkatinakennedy.com. YouTube, if you want to view all of my uh, past uh, videos, health and fitness tips that I've posted over the years, search Dr. Katina on YouTube. And then Twitter and LinkedIn is the same. So I hope to see you all over there, and um, thank you for your support. And I'm so excited, so excited to be here and to educate your audience about teens and STDs and um, just being aware and what, what to watch out for. 
Well, I thank you, Dr. Katina. I want to thank you for joining us, uh, and have a blessed night. And, you know, please, please let us know if you have something going on. Again, I say this and extend our um, help in anything that we can do to help educate our youth. Thank you so much. And and, I fail to forget, Amazon is where you can go and um, purchase the book if you wanted to purchase the Let's Talk Sex and STDs the student edition for your teenager. Um, So head over to Amazon and you can purchase that. (laughs) Thank you so much again. Okay, thank you, Dr. Katina. Have a blessed night. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to us tonight. That was Dr. Katina. Uh, You can find her on her website, www.drkatinakennedy.com. Very informative, very, you know, refreshing conversation. Um, I just, you know, parents that are listening, please go to her website and Let's Talk Sex, STDs. It's a great book, Um, something that you can download and share and have a conversation with your young people, don't let social media or your other their friends teach your children. I want you to be encouraged and be informed, be engaged. You can follow her again at www.drkatinakennedy.com. But before I go, I want to play something for you that I listened to. His name is Hutch, the fatherless home. And I want you to listen to it very carefully because he gives statistics and information on Uh, background on uh, information that is informative and, you know, being informed, especially about being a fatherless, a motherless, fatherless mother, fatherless son, daughter. But I want you to listen to the statistics very closely, and we'll be right back after this message. I want to talk to you about the effects of fatherless home. Do you think a father missing in the home is a problem? Or do you think it's not? There's a balance, but if the father's missing, I'm going to give you some stats. Not coming from me. I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to read them to you. 63% of youth suicide are from fatherless homes. 63%. 80% of rapists with anger problems comes from fatherless homes. Children with fathers who are involved, they kick this out. 70% are less likely to drop out of school. 70% of fathers that's involved are less likely to drop out of school. Now look at this one. 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers are from fatherless homes. 75%. Hold on to your hat. I got some more. I know you're you're sweating right now because you don't want to hear these, but I'm going to give them to you. Daughters of single parents without a father involved are 53% more likely to marry as teenagers. 711%, that's right, 711% are more likely to have children as teenagers. And 164% more likely to have a premarital relationship. And 92% more likely to get divorced even if they do get married. 90% of homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. Is that enough to make you up? I'm not through yet. 71% of pregnant teenagers like a father. Did you hear that? 71% of pregnancy, 
are from fatherless homes. Do you think not having a father in the home affects our next generation? Well, those are numbers that are really frightening and upsetting, but we as parents have a due diligence to really sit down and talk with our young people, whether motherless or fatherless, to have an engaging conversation, to understand where our children are emotionally, mentally, or whatever is going on with their lives, whatever they're thinking, especially about their bodies. This is what this conversation was about tonight, and I hope as you re-listen to this playback that you go to www.drkatinakennedy.com and order her book so that you can, too, can sit down and talk with the young people about sex. It's very important. There's too many things going on in this world, in this society, that they die from unwarranted things that they could have been educated about. That is the purpose of this conversation. So my name is Shavana Johnson. I am the host of Parents and Teens Talk. I am the CEO, Roger and myself, or the CEO and founder of All About Us Radio. Um, we want to thank you for listening. And I am going to leave you with Tupac tonight. Um, I love Tupac. Uh, he's, he was awesome. He had a lot of different things to say. But Brenda had a baby. I'm going to leave you with that, and I want you to really listen to the lyrics because he really had, um, he was before his time, and I really love how he explained it. Um, You know, we have to pay attention to what's really going on with our young people, and I just want you to take a listen. So take a listen to Tupac. And and we'll be right back. Whatever he 
left there and she had the baby solo. She had it on the bathroom floor and didn't know so. She didn't know what to throw away and what to keep. She wrapped the baby up and threw him in a trash heap. I guess she thought she'd get away, wouldn't hear the cry. She didn't realize how much the little baby had a eye. Now the baby's in a trash heap, balling. Mama can't help her, but it hurts to hear her calling. Brenda wants to run away. Mama say you're making me lose pay. And social work is here every day. Now Brenda's got to make her own way. Can't go to a family. They won't let her stay. No money, no babysitter. She couldn't keep a job. She tried to sell crack but ended up getting robbed. So now what's next? It ain't nothing left to sell. So she sees sex as a way of leaving hell. It's paying the rent. So she really can't complain. Prostitute fans swing. And Brenda's her name. She got a baby. Welcome back. I am your host, Shavonna Johnson, Parents and Teens Talk. Uh, That was Brenda Had a Baby by Tupac. I am going to sign off, and I want you to join me next Monday for another great conversation that we will be having. And we plan to have um, a lot of great more conversations. So join me next Monday at 8 o'clock. I am your host, Shavonna Johnson, and I'm going to leave you with Phyllis Hyman. Remember who you are. I love this song. Always understand and, and look inside yourself and look into your purpose and your destiny, changing us, changing you, changing the world. You can visit our website at www.ejfoundation.org. I love you, and have a blessed night. If you need to contact us, Contact us by email, allaboutusradio at gmail.com. You can also call our office at uh, 631-521-7699. That number again is 631-521-7699. Remember who you are, Phyllis Hyman. To where you're going 
who really cares? Who's willing to try? Who is willing to try to save a world? To save a world that's destined to that die. is destined to die. When I look at the world. When I look at the world It fills me with sorrow It fills me with sorrow Little children today Children today Really gonna suffer tomorrow Really suffer tomorrow Oh, what a shame What a shame such a bad way to Such live. Such a bad way to live. Oh, who is to blame? Who is to blame? We can't stop when living. When we can't stop living. Oh, oh. Live. Live. Live for life. Live life for the children. Live life for the children. Oh, for the children. See, let's, let's save the children. Let's, let's save all the children. This is Najesty from Buttermy Essentials Natural Hair and Body Company. We are located in Brooklyn, New York. We are a family-owned company, which is run by my husband, Vaden, and I. Do you have hair that is hard to manage? Having trouble with hair growth? Is your skin always dry? No problem. Buttermy Essentials is here with the solution. We specialize in hair butters, pomades, hair elixirs, shampoos, conditioners, luxury soaps, body butters, lotion bars, perfumes, scrubs, and so much more. All of our products is made with natural and organic ingredients 
such as shea butter, cocoa butter, mango butter, Jamaican black castor oil, avocado oil, Oregon oil, and essential oils. There is no sulfate, petroleum, mineral oils, or parabens. Just all natural goodness. If you would like to order our products, check out our website at buttermeessentials.com, buttermeessentials.com, or call 646 646- Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Remember, like our motto says, you deserve to be buttered. everyone, I am Shavana Johnson, CEO and founder of All About Us Global Media Productions Group, TV, radio, and magazine, CEO of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation Incorporated. We are a 501c3 organization on a mission to educate, engage, and mentor our parents and teens in communities on current issues surrounding our youth. Today, we are asking for your support to continue providing our informative programming through our various media platforms. To make a donation, visit the Whitney E. Johnson site at www.wejfoundation.org or you can reach us at 631-521-7699 for more information. And as a reminder, all donations given are tax deductible. On behalf of the Whitney E. Johnson Foundation, we thank you for listening and your support.